1: Welcome to USA football's coach and coordinator podcast, where top football coaches from around the country share their stories, philosophies,
0: concepts, and strategies to help you get better on and off the field. Now, here's your host, Keith Grabowski. Hey
1: coaches, before we get going today, I just wanted to thank you for all you've been doing to support this podcast. And we have an incredible lineup coming up here. We have just about every major college conference represented. We have a ton of FBS coaches, Division II coaches, Division III coaches, some great high school football coaches coming on the podcast to share with you and help you grow professionally during this time. I really appreciate all of you asking your questions on Twitter. Please follow me at Coach K Grabowski for our daily updates on our guests and your opportunity to ask questions. We will read them on the show and attribute those to you. So please contribute to the show as much as you can, our football development model, which is something we've rolled out here at USA football. And this is really for you to be able to help your youth football programs develop. It's about a long-term athlete development plan. It's something that comes off of the American development model, which is something that the USOC has put together. The idea is that we're able to teach skills in a progression starting at the youngest ages. We're also looking at the different game types we have, whether that's flag, which is non-contact, limited contact games like padded flag or tackle bar and full contact and the right progressions for contact teaching there as well. Be sure to check out all we do at footballdevelopment.com and check out what we're doing with the FDM, the football development model at usafootball.com FDM. On today's coaching coordinator podcast, we focus on building a remote plan for your team, and joining me is a frequent guest on the podcast, somebody who I'm always happy to have on and talk ball with, the head football coach at St. Charles North in Illinois, Rob Pomazak. Rob, great to have you here.
0: Thanks for having me on, Keith. I appreciate it, as always. Good to talk to you.
1: My preference would be that we we didn't have to talk about this topic, but it's something that's a reality right now. But You know, with what you've done and the way you've used technology in your program, this wasn't necessarily a a, a big stretch for you to be able to, to take your program online in this time where we're social distancing. And basically what you've done is you call it your four quadrant plan that's built on a Google site for your physical, technical, tactical and mental aspects of your program.
0: Yeah, correct. I mean, we've been progressive, I think, in the, in the way that we use the G Suite stuff like Google Docs, Google Suite, uh, Google Sites and Google Classroom. But, you know, in this particular time when we're all to stay at home order and we're trying to stay connected as a program, I think it comes into play now more than ever because you really have no other way of, I guess the question I ask myself, I should say is, how do I stay connected to our kids? amongst all the chaos that is, that is going on and, and keep us focused towards just a common goal. And within our program, we have four quadrants that we try to develop our players in. And that doesn't change if we're in front of them or away from them. And, and that's the physical aspect, which is always going to be the strength training, the speed training. And then we have the technical aspect, which is going to be skill development based on position and the tactical aspect. It is really trying to take a look at what do we what do we feel like we do really well as a program and what are our philosophies for tackling and takeaways and we have a little bit of an outside the box strategy of tactical training where we kind of have a have a, a military aspect to it with certain words that mean certain things and call and response. And then finally the mental aspect of of teaching our team culture, the the playbook in general. And, uh, all of those little philosophies that we, we try to get to them. So I kind of, after I was able to secure our house and, you know, make sure that our, my family was okay. Try, how do we extend ourselves and keep things moving forward? And it's been challenging, you know, so my first thing was to try to get a a Google site up and running and really introduce that site to our kids and, and, try to push them forward every week in developing themselves so that they can have a focus and a mission because I think their focus right now is a little different than maybe mine as a 40 year old man. I think that the teenagers of the world are more worried about is school coming back or, or are we going to have prom and the immediacy or, you know, the severity of the situation for an adult is a little different. So I wanted to give them something to focus on more so than just the news and, you know, sitting at home playing video games.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we had, beginning of this, John Brewer from the U and how, you know, they use Just Play as a way to communicate with their players and share all these things. And, you know, the good news is if you look at some different things, you can find a lot of cheap or free technology that allows you uh, to get done what you need to. And essentially you've done that with how you've built this with, your Google site, how long did it take you to put all this together? Once you made that decision that, you know, your house was secure and it was time to make sure you're taking care of the program.
0: I mean, it didn't take long. We've had, I have a Google site for my staff that has a lot of this, a lot of the similar foundational elements of philosophies and um, drill work. So I, I was familiar with how to navigate and build them. Uh, build the site. It's pretty user-friendly. I mean, Google makes things, everything pretty much one touch and you're able to put pictures in, you're able to put videos in, articles. I mean, it's, it's really a fantastic way of building a website in a short uh, and quick dynamic way where I can also post assignments and try to keep the kids focused on what's important. And I really, when I built it, probably took me, maybe two days, you know, and that's working at night.
1: Yeah, that's not bad to be able to do something like that in two days. Well, let's take a look and, and think about this from, if you haven't started this already, I know everybody's like doing Zoom meetings and sharing this and that, but you know, it is it is good to have all this housed in one place. If you were building this from scratch and maybe didn't have some of those resources that were already up there on on the different, you know, Google platforms that you use, what would you consider to be the minimum viable product that you would want to start to put up in each of these quadrants?
0: Well, I just look at what's you know, what's the essentials right now because that's that's kind of what I'm what I want our kids to have. And so physically, uh, we use rack performance as our main, that's how we do all of our weightlifting. So, it actually lends itself well to the remote training. I put all of our workouts up every single week on our calendar on Sunday night. That allows our kids to have it on their cell phone. I put the link to Rack Performance up on the Google site so kids can access it if they don't, if they don't have a smartphone. And then I'll, I'll also, on our Google Classroom page, I'll do a video. I'll post it on YouTube, and then I can download it to my Google site so that the kids can see a video of the actual workout itself. That way, there's, there's really no excuse for them not to be doing it. And they also have the usability of, of just kind of going to one place, because even as adults, you know, the more we have to click, the less likely we are to do something. So I just wanted to have a one-stop shop. So for me, physical, it really came down just to strength training, because if I can get them working out three to four times a week, one day of speed training and three day of, of lifting, that was important to me. From a technical aspect, a few years back, we videotaped all of our drills and put them up on YouTube as just a a holding spot for them. And I was able to download those and put them up on our Google site. So our expectation is that one day a week, our kids are going to the site, watching the videos, picking the drills that they want to go do, and then going out in their backyard, obviously, you know, still respecting social practice, and then completing a 15 to 20 to 25 minute session of drill work. And, and that's really all that's on there. We are considering expanding that to positional work where my positional coaches are creating handbooks for their positional groups. Some have already done it. Like I'm looking at it now, like our running backs have their positional handbook on there and our quarterbacks also. So it's just another spot for our, our players to start, you know, gathering resources. But really, for me, bottom line would be just the drill work. Tactical aspect, which I don't know if a lot of people have uh, in their program, but for us, it has our takeaway philosophy, it has our tackling philosophy, and then it also has the actual foundation of why we do tactical training. And those three things are probably where we're going to stop, but then we also can start adding on to that if we wanted to. But for us, it's really just philosophies. And then the mental aspect, we have our link to Just Plays, and then we also have a link to our, our, our culture handbook that we create at the beginning of every summer. And now what we're doing, now that we have all of these resources in place, each week I'm creating one assignment from each of the four quadrants so that they have to complete those assignments, whether it's watching a video that I created, a screencast that I created on our program culture and answering the Google form that goes with it. Or if it's videotaping themselves doing drill work and then posting it on social media, that's how we're trying to keep our kids threaded into the program and connected right now.
1: So the big challenge with any kind of online learning right now seems to be getting the kids in the classroom right and those expectations that they are are doing these kinds of things what kind of parameters do you put on it as far as uh, you know i'd like you to view this by this time or some kind of a daily schedule how have you handled that part of it
0: basically every sunday night i'll put out a post on our google classroom page and it always just trying to make sure everybody's okay And first and foremost, we're all in different situations. We all have different family dynamics that are going to allow us to do certain things or not do certain things. And I just tell them to do what they can. We are going to get through this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And when we get out of this, we have to be prepared as best as we can to take the next step as a football program and as an athlete. So I will then go quadrant by quadrant and list the assignments for the day or for the week. I'll give them no specific due date other than I am going to be checking on Sunday and giving them an update as to the completion percentage of the assignments that we have. And that's different from what we've done in the past. In the past, we've we've kept points. I just don't feel like keeping points in this particular time of human history is where I want to be. I want this to be something that's more of something they look forward to as opposed to something that's more competitive in nature. I just want this to be something that they want to do as opposed to feel like they have to do. So I'm not keeping any type of quantifiable record other than guys. We had 60% of our guys complete our list this week in completion. And we've only had 35% of our guys do the culture playbook screencast. I think we can do better. I'm going to reopen it up and let's see what we can do for, let's see where we can get this number for this week. And then I'll always just reiterate, like, you know, our culture is living and breathing every day and and we are who, our culture will be who we are today and our program will be who we are today. And, you know, we we don't ever want to take any steps backwards. And so that's kind of how I frame it, you know, very, I guess, more loosely than what I have done in the past.
1: Yeah, because we did share that episode, I think we called it Installing Fun, where we talked about the system you have in the summer to quantify everything, to keep points, to to add that competition. But I agree with you right now, um, there are all kinds of different demands on families because this is an unprecedented time. So it makes a lot of sense to kind of just give those overall, here's where we're at as a team, let's see if we could do better, rather than putting that... Accountability on the individual right now.
0: Absolutely. I, I just don't want there to be added pressure, stress, anxiety because, you know, we're, we're all feeling it. Like, none of us are exempt from it. And as I certainly don't want to add stress or anxiety to my day either, where I got to feel like I got to go through 110 kids and ca- calculate points for what they're doing. Then that's just defeating the purpose. This is supposed to be a, a cultural enhancer and a program builder and, and not a detractor to our current situation.
1: I know currently we're in a lot of places trying the they're trying to get some information from coaches on how much time do you need to get your team ready? How many practices do you need before that, that game one, et cetera, and, and looking at what they can do to continue to adjust and hopefully have the season kicking off like we normally would. But the reality is everybody's going to lose some time development time with their team you're going to lose if you know it's spring ball you may have lost it already i know in ohio we always have 10 days uh, i would imagine those are going to be taken away as you look at the need for this especially as we hit the summer and now you know and i know in your state my state it's all remote learning those have officially been made the the way that they're going to finish the school year so how important is it that you know, as a coach, you look at this and put something in place for your team in order to get them ready for the season?
0: I think it's it's imperative. I, I just think as football coaches, our, our job is connectors. And to not be, I, this is me personally, just to not have the ability to connect face-to-face in such an abrupt way has been really difficult to navigate through emotionally. Just because that's, what, that's why you coach. You coach because of the relationships you build and the sense of purpose that you have every single day in building something. And I think that's why kids get involved in football too, though, is because they enjoy that demand that's placed on them. And so I think we have to keep that going amongst all of the chaos that's going on around us, or maybe afar. It's just giving them a finite focus to say, okay, I can do something with purpose today that's going to help me and something I care about that's going to happen in a couple of months. I, you know, I saw a great quote from a, a, another coaching friend of mine, like to prognosticate at this point is just a waste of time. It's just going dist- to, it's just going to distract you from the present moment. And I want our kids and myself to be focused on the present moment and just getting through, getting through day by day. And if we can be building something that's positive as we do that, and when we come out of this, being truly tested with real adversity, you know, we always talk about as a program, you know, adversity is coming, and you know the way you respond is is going to determine the outcome. And this is true adversity. You know, a, a football game is is not adversity, but when you have something like this, this is when you kind of find out who you are as a person. And, you know, sometimes you find out things that you like and you find out things that you don't and you want to you want to keep working at it. So that's what I'm trying to give our kids. And I think others coaches are, are looking for that, too. I look at social media uh, on Twitter and just the out, people just trying to connect in any way, shape or form. And I think this is just something that allows me to sleep at night a little bit better is that I'm trying to keep our kids connected.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I was going to ask you about that. Just the connection side here, because I imagine when we get back to this, I think a lot of these kids, maybe if they had taken the camaraderie, the working together, the human interaction for granted, it's just going to be a relief in and of itself to get back out there and get to work together. Almost, I think, to to the point that, you know, the kickoff of the season might be anticlimactic, that Like, I think there's going to be a a lot of emotion when we finally can get back out on the field together. Right. And just that we can have a season, I think, would be huge. And so we, we have that. I think we're all working towards. But the connection part right now, you know, outside of you being able to connect with your kids, you know, individually and through your four quadrant system. How have you promoted these guys making sure that they connect with each other as teammates, connect, you know, in their small groups, whatever it might be?
0: Well, my my we still we have a leadership academy that runs in school. We have an early dismissal every other Wednesday, and I have a a good friend of mine who comes in and does our leadership development. And our our first order of business was how can we keep that intact. And so we've used our, our district will not allow us to use Zoom, so we use Google Meet, and we've been able to keep that leadership development class intact through, via Google Meet, which is great because every other Wednesday I can check in with the 17 guys who, who are in that class and we're able to kind of have a state of the program conversation and they come to me with suggestions. And one of their suggestions was, can we get back in our platoons? Can you create some sort of platoon system so that we can at least be checking on, you know, compartmentalize and check on guys. So I went home that, you know, that when I created 16 platoons of five, And our our guys are able to now contact those five or six guys within their, within their platoon and just see how they're doing. And I, and I, I just wanted to preface the guys and say, listen, it's not about, you know, putting your foot down and saying, you're not doing something. It's about just checking on people and making sure that you're doing okay. And then I'm, it allows me to kind of go to those 15 guys and talk to them individually and see how everybody's doing. That was one way of connecting. And then the other thing that I've done is just, I call people, you know, I just got, you know, I, I put out a Google form and, and asked for a number that I can reach them at and just uh, every, a couple times a week, just call, call guys in groups of 10 or 15 and spend a minute or two on the phone with them just to see how they're doing. It's a great thing for me because it allows me to connect with them, but it's also something I think is good for them because, you know, they they like talking to the coach. And then we've also used Google meets. Like we had our first, you know, we did a deep dive on defense yesterday where I had a Google meeting and we went through our, you know, our defensive philosophy and spent about an hour with the kids before the bulls docuseries and just talked about defense with them and, you know, able to go through a PowerPoint and they ask questions and, you know, just kind of just be able to talk about something other than, you know, what's going on. I mean, it's serious enough as it is. And it's like, sometimes it's frustrating, even on TV, like every commercial is, is, is about, you know, the virus, and it's just just taking a break from it. A mental break is needed, I think, and just an opportunity to talk football is something that I've found so therapeutic, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. 100 percent. If I didn't have the ability to talk football right now, I might be going crazy. But (laughs) what's the response been overall? I know watching your social media, I know your kids like to post things they're doing in their workouts, whether it's developing their skills or their strength and conditioning. But, But overall, this system with your kids, what's been the response from them and their feedback on it?
0: The response has been pretty good. It's the early on, just kind of accessing, you know, it's always about being that digital native and teaching them how to do things. So that's been, you know, that's always kind of the initial struggle is how do you access things and trying to make it user friendly. But the response has been good. When I look through Google Forms and I'm asking open questions or feedback about the program, that's always something that's enlightening to me. You know, the percentage of guys getting it done, like I said, is, is something that we want to work on. I think you know, our, our, t- our first assignment, I had 20% of the kids. So, you know, maybe like 25 out of the hundred got it done 25%, but then giving them other opportunities and just, you know, keep reminding them about the importance of it and seeing those numbers go up and not putting a hard, fast deadline on something because there doesn't need to be a deadline right now. We've got nothing but time. So let's see what we can do. And let's, let's use this as an opportunity to find out the value of being involved in the program at our own rate. And some guys are going to get everything done right away. And some guys are going to come to the realization that it is important to them. And they're going to come along maybe a week or two after. And that's been exciting to me is having that kid uh, on the defensive meeting yesterday, who I, didn't think was playing this year, all of a sudden he's back in and he's excited and he's asking questions. And that's kind of been the most important thing for me.
1: So looking at this moving forward, life will get back to normal, hopefully sooner than later. We will be back out on the fields, hopefully sooner than later. In, in looking at what you've set up, how much of this continues on and, you know, utilizing this, whether it's something primary in your teaching or as a supplement what are you going to do with this, you think, in the future?
0: Well, this it's funny you ask that because we actually were going to a different format for the summer. We were going to go to June being strictly strength and conditioning and all classroom and walkthrough. So no football, you know, no pads, no ball. It was really going to be going back to the basics and, and teaching the why to everything that we're doing. Now it's going to include assignments and teaching our philosophy, teaching our tackling, our takeaways and you know teaching our schemes from a very foundational level so it's it's kind of forced me to push that forward a little bit quicker but it's also allowing me to see what works and what doesn't work and how can we develop it for for when we come back and and I don't see this going away at all I see this being just another integrated part of our program and the ability to flip the classroom which is always something that we're trying to do as coaches so that we can gain more field time and have less time on the, you know, less time, you know, in practice, I guess you could say. And it's giving the kids a chance to, to see the value of it. And hopefully there's a little bit more of a buy into it as we move into it. Like they're all going to look at huddle and they're all going to look at just plays. But what's important is like, can we get you to look at the little things and the details through a, through a Google site so that when we come in, to a meeting room and we're face-to-face finally, we can have a real deep in-depth discussion instead of being a mile wide and an inch deep. Maybe we can dig deeper into one or two finer points that, that they've been thinking about. Um, and that's kind of where I see this going for us.
1: Yeah. I, I think those are some really good points and a, and a great use of the technology. Cause ultimately as your players deep, you know, more deeply understand what you're doing, but the better they're going to be able to perform on the field and, results will show on Friday nights. Rob, as always, I really appreciate you taking uh, the time and sharing what you're doing. I think these are some uh, very helpful suggestions you offer here today. For our coaches out there, please follow him on Twitter at Robert Pomazak. That's P-O-M-A-Z-A-K. Rob, as always, thanks for joining us here. And hopefully the next time we talk, life will be back to normal and we'll be back at it, right?
0: You got it. That's what we got to think, man. Thanks for the time, Keith. I appreciate it.
1: Coaches, again, want to remind you of what we're doing with the football development model. Please push this down to your youth coaches. I think this is a great way for you to get some organization and structure beyond what you've already done. Check it out. All of our our program development for youth football at fdm.usafootball.com. Again, check out our systems for blocking, tackling, and defeating blocks at footballdevelopment.com if you register with your email you get your choice of three free videos there's some great things in there I think things that as you get going again can get into the summer and maybe make up on some things that you might have lost if you had a spring ball if you had time here in the spring to work on football some great drills for all those phases of contact If you're enjoying the podcast, please have it over to iTunes or your platform and give us a five-star rate. If you have a minute, write a review. We really appreciate it, and we will read your review on our highlight show that we do at the end of the week. Thanks for listening to USA Football's Coach and Coordinator Podcast. For more resources, visit the Coach Performance Center at usafootball.com.